Welcome to the worst wrestling podcast in the world. I'm your host, TJ Hawk of 401mania.com and freeprowrestling.com. Today we'll be, uh, excuse me, I'll be reviewing uh, the live event that I recently attended, the quest, for the, the quest to be the best tournament from Wrestling is Respect, which happened on Sunday, uh, June 30th in Booton, New Jersey. Uh, the show was built around a one-night tournament that kind of came out of nowhere. No real storyline justification for it. No real... The tournament doesn't seem to have any real consequences, just because the wrestling is promotions don't really seem to have any real consequences. But uh, it was an intriguing lineup, and Booten is about a 30-minute drive for me, and I enjoyed the second Wrestling as Respect show, so I went to this show. Uh, the tournament... Uh, it, was, it was an eight-man tournament. Uh, Frank O'Rourke... A.K.A. Biff Busick faced Anthony Stone the first in the bracket A. The other bracket A match was Gran Akuma versus the current Ring of Honor television champion Matt Taven. In bracket B, Drew Gulak uh, was fa- was facing off with Jervis Cottonbelly, and Green Ant was facing off with Ar- Arctic Rescue Ant. Uh, there are also a couple of non-tournament matches that I'll get into later. The opener was Franco Rourke versus Anthony Stone. Stone's best known for his work in Beyond Wrestling. Uh, Rourke, as I said before, is also known as Biff Busick. Biff Busick's in CZW at the moment. And beyond wrestling, uh, the match was basically Franco Rourke beating the ever-loving shit out of Anthony Stone over and over and over again. But Rourke delivered some brutal chops, uh, like this incredible lariat to the back of Anthony Stone's neck. The match was was kind of a squash, but not quite. It was uh, it was something like a competitive squash where Stone looked really tough, sold really well. And but in the end, this was really about establishing establishing Franco Rourke as just a complete killer, and uh, eventually made Stone tap out uh, to a submission hold that was uh, I don't really I can't remember how to describe it. And I don't know the name of it, but he would use it again. So it was uh, this apparently it's going to be Franco Rourke's submission move going forward. Uh, Stone actually had to be helped to the back. Uh, I. After the match, he said like his neck was giving him real trouble. Uh, I asked around, and apparently Stone was completely okay though, so that's good. Uh, this was a really fun opener. Especially, I mean, I'm really into, Biff Busick is one of my favorite wrestlers right now, so I love being able to watch him live for ten dollars in a second row seat. So I enjoyed this a great deal. The second match, which was the other bracket day match, uh, Grant Grant Akuma defeated Matt Taven. Uh, I was. I was curious about who was going to go over in this match. Just, I figured Taven would be more expensive to have him wrestle more than once, but I didn't know if that would be a factor. Taven's the current ROH television champion. I don't know if that was going to be a factor. But regardless, Grand Akuma won. And uh, they had a really fun match. Ring of Honor is uh, really fucking up with Matt Taven just because this is a really, really talented guy. He's had some good matches in Beyond Wrestling before. He was really good here. He's great at crowd interaction. Just a complete natural heel. And in Ring of Honor, he's essentially the third wheel in uh, an act where Truth Martini and Scarlet are getting the most attention and seemingly the most screen time. And it's really affecting how fans treat Taven, what they think of him. And most people just don't take him seriously as a wrestler, and his matches are really suffering. And that's really that really sucks for Taven, because I think he could be a real nice... He could be a really good wrestler in Ring of Honor, but they're, they're not allowing him to be. Uh, Akuma did a couple of cool spots here. Uh, particularly, I really enjoyed the delayed uh, arm drag thing that he does. But uh, regardless, this was a really fun match. Uh, 
and I was glad Akuma won, quite frankly, because I want to see Akuma versus uh, Biff Busick in the next round. All right, we'll move on to bracket B. Uh, the, the first match bracket B was Drew Gulak defeating Jervis Cot Cottonbelly. Uh, I have to admit, I switched seats for this for these next two matches to uh, to talk to somebody. So I was I wouldn't say I was half watching the, these next two matches, but I was like three quarters watching these matches. Uh, this match is really competitive, mat based at the start. Uh, Gulak seemed to be going out of his way to make Jervis look good on the mat, and that was really good. Then at one point, though, they blew a spot, or maybe they even blew two spots, and then Gulak seemed to be really pissed off about this and just, like, dropped Jervis on his head repeatedly. Uh, it, it amused me greatly, just because it, it always amuses me when Drew Gulak just decides to beat the shit out of somebody. Um, but this was a really enjoyable match. Jervis seems to blow a spot or two in every match that I've seen him in, but he's very, very talented, and I want to see a lot more of Jervis Cottonbelly going forward. Uh, much like Bifusic, Drew Gulak's one of my favorite wrestlers going today, so I was really excited to watch him, and I was excited to see him move on. Alright, the other bracket B match was Green Ant defeating Arctic Rescue Ant. Uh, much like the last match, I didn't really watch this match like with my 100% with 100% intention, but unlike the Gulag uh, Cotton Belly match, I don't feel like I really missed anything. Like, every time I was watching, like, when I was watching, I just was kind of bored. It was, it didn't interest me didn't interest me at all. Uh, I'm sure if someone did, like, a review of this show, I could see this match getting a higher star rating than the the last match, potentially. But it just, it was just really flat to me, and I didn't care about it. And part of the reason is definitely that I just don't care about the Colony Extreme Force. I don't want to see them in these wrestling is promotions and I also don't understand why they're in the wrestling is promotions in Chikara they were said to be uh, a very cynical creation of Wink Vavasur for like marketing and merchandise opportunities so I don't understand why they they're ca being carried over into wrestling is from a storyline perspective um, yeah and it just so this match was kind of flat I really I love Green Ant so it was disappointing to see him in this match but uh, at the very least, it meant the Green Ant would be taking out Drew Gulak in the in the next round. All right, the, there was a brief intermission at this point. Yada yada yada. Not really nothing. Nothing I know had happened. Uh, we came back and we had the bracket A uh, final, which was Frank O'Rourke uh, versus Grand Akuma. Frank O'Rourke made Akuma pass out with the same submission he used in the first round. This was a really good match. Really physical. It's uh, Akuma looked really good. O'Rourke continued to look really good. Uh, at this point, actually, in the show, there's a really great moment where, like, a five-year-old who was sitting in front of me started calling Frank O'Rourke by his uh, his real name, Francis. And uh, if you don't know, Frank O'Rourke's whole gimmick is that he's billed as Francis O'Rourke, but he hates the name Francis and yells at Gavin Loudspeaker and anybody who calls him Francis and insists that his name is Frank. This isn't a very original, this is not a very creative, substantial gimmick, but it gets over with the crowd. So, I, I mean, who, who am I to say that's stupid? I mean, it's stupid, but who am I to say that it's stupid? Uh, regardless, uh, the crowd was pretty into this, as much as the wrestling is respect crowd can be into anything. I really enjoyed it. I wish these two were booked in other promotions, or more promotions. I, I know, like, Delirious is on the show, and I don't understand why Biff Busick and Gran Akuma just can't get, another shot, can't get a shot in Ring of Honor. For Akuma, would be another shot, but for a work, he can't get his first shot. doesn't make any sense to me. These two should not have to be wrestling in front of 40 people. They should be wrestling for bigger companies. That's all there is to it as far as I'm concerned. All right, 
Uh, so Rourke won that match. The bracket B final was Green Ant defeating Drew Gulak. Uh, at this point in the show, this was definitely my favorite match in her show. I don't know. Uh, I think the O'Rourke match has probably got a better response from the crowd just because they're really into hating him and his him yelling Frank a lot seemed to get them riled up. But this was just a very awesome display of a competitive and physical mat wrestling. Really enjoyable. I love watching these two wrestle. I've never got the I've never got a chance to see them wrestle each other actually live or on tape. But I I've, I've heard that their matches in wrestling is art. Wrestling is heart maybe. Wrestling is intense. I don't know. One of them. Uh, we're both really good. And uh, so I really enjoyed this. This is, I think this is one of the better. Ma this ended up being probably the second best match in the show. And uh, yeah, just really good wrestling. So. Uh, I was, I was glad Green Ant won, because Gulak and O'Rourke have had seemingly so many matches together, and Green Ant versus O'Rourke is a really, really fresh matchup, and I was really glad that was going to be the finals, but uh, good stuff. All right, um, after that, we got two non-tournament action matches. The first one was the Colony Extreme Force of Missile Assault Ant and Orbit Adventure Ant taking on the Baltic Siege. Uh, the Baltic Siege here was made up of the Estonian Thunderfrog and the Lithuanian Snow Troll. As you can tell, I struggled through remembering the names of all these people. Uh, it was it saddened me greatly that the Latvian uh, Proud Oak was not there, and the Thunderfrog seemed to be wondering where his tree was throughout most of them at one point. Uh, this was a bad match. This was a very bad match. Easily the worst match on the show. The only match, even in fact, I'll go as far as say the only match that I did not get any any satisfaction from, like, whatsoever. And I say that, even though it was so bad, it was entertaining at times. But just I don't know, this was just a really bad match. Uh, the extreme force were super annoying here, and yelling their names and whatnot, and just they're just not all that good in the ring, and their gimmicks don't help at all. Uh, the Baltic Siege, what I like about the Baltic Siege is, at least here and in their match with uh, the Devastation Corporation at the second Wrestling is Respect show, neither match has been good, per se, but the matches are structured differently somehow. Like, like obviously, they're still the standard, like, you know, heat segment, hot tags, and all that, but something about the matches just feel very different. It's someone, it feels like someone, someone is just, someone very, or someone trying, someone is trying to be very creative with how they structure these matches. So I appreciate that. Uh, that being said, this was a bad match. The Extreme Force won. I I can't even remember how. It was just way too long. And uh, I don't know. This didn't interest me at all. The next match was the Pieces of Hate. Jigsaw and Shard, the last ever Chikara, Capionis, uh, De Preas, taking on Delirious and Leech Landa. Uh, this was actually the only match on the show that played off a, a past Wrestling is Respect storyline. Uh, at, at the first Wrestling is Respect show, Delirious, Delirious was supposed to take on Jigsaw, uh, but Jigsaw wasn't there, so Delirious ended up taking on the Shard. Uh, I believe Delirious won. I would not bet my life on it, but I'm nearly positive Delirious won. At the second Wrestling is Respect show, Delirious versus Jigsaw finally happened, and uh, the Shard interfered to give Delirious the win. So... At the end of that match, Delirious challenged them to a tag team match at the next Wrestling is Respect show, and Delirious chose one of his prized Ring of Honor students, Leech Landa, who is an incredibly small human being 
quite possibly the smallest pro wrestler I've ever seen who is not a mini. Uh, you may recognize him as Cheeseburger from Ring of Honor. I don't really think I'm blowing a big secret when I say that. But regardless, uh, that's, that's who he's... I assume he is. I guess it's possible that Leechland and Cheeseburger are not the same person, but I'm 99% sure that they are. And uh, this whole match was really just about giving Leechland uh, an opportunity to wrestle with a bunch of, of more... A bunch, a bunch with a bunch of names who would make him look good and it would give him a rub to be in the match with them. And as far as that as far as that goal go, went, I think it was really it was pretty effective. Like Landa did pretty well for himself in his first real big wrestling match. He's so small though that it's really hard to take him seriously. And I'm not normally one who complains about that sort of thing. Like when people complain like about Kane and Rey Mysterio being the same match, I just like. I, I just like, like I just want to be like, get over it. Like, who cares? It's pro wrestling. Like, we can, pro wrestling can be whatever we want it to be. I don't need people to be similar in size for uh, to believe to suspend my disbelief. This was a little bit harder though. This is really like Leech Land is just so small, and uh, it's hard to believe he would be effective at doing anything. But uh, regardless, the match was not too bad. Delirious is super over here. I it's if you have been watch, haven't watched Delirious, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, he's just over, and uh, the kids really like him. Everyone, the crowd seems to like him, and uh, it was it was kind of fresh just to see Delirious being over and fun and not being in some stupid storyline with Ultramentous Black. So I I enjoyed most of this this match. It definitely went too long though, and probably almost like the last five minutes were just kind of awkward and. You know, it, the crowd just w kind of stopped caring about it. Also, I happened to be sitting near the corner, and like the last part of the match, there's a lot of like Leech Landa getting beat down in the ring and Delirious uh, supposedly being uh, like too tired to get back into the ring. But it was like from where I was sitting, it was so obvious that the Delirious was just like crouching and waiting for the, t the spots to get back into the ring. And that was kind of distracting. I don't know. Like, I'm not usually one who picks about that sort of thing, but uh, it's it's definitely one of those things you pick up on more when you're you're at the live live event as opposed to watching an update. But uh, regardless, this was an okay match. Nothing too special, but nothing insulting like the uh, Extreme Force Baltic Siege match. All right, the, fi the main event was the finals for the quest to be the best. Uh, Franco Work and Green Ant had an absolutely crazy match. I have no idea what's wrong with these two men, but they did some crazy shit. They beat the shit out of each other. Green Ant took a powerbomb through some chairs on the floor, which sounded brutal. I didn't actually see him land because I was just a, uh, had a bad angle on it, but it sounded like Green Ant died. Uh, luckily, he did not. Uh, Busick, I think, took a, a nasty bump on the ring apron. They battled, like they battled all over the floor at one point, and uh, they got back into the ring, and then they started trading shoot headbutts, like not quite as bad as like Danielson and Nigel would do it uh, all those years ago, but uh, I mean, Aurora ended up getting busted open hard way from it, so it wasn't it wasn't picnic in there. Uh, the finish was the finish was kind of shitty. In this, uh, there was a ref bump. Aurora kicked uh, Green Ant in the balls, and then he locked in that submission that he locked in on Akuma and. And Stone. I can't remember if Green Ant passed out or tapped out, but regardless, O'Rourke won. And despite the fuck finish, the crowd gave the match, and I, I would presumably the show and the tournament as a whole, a standing ovation afterwards, which is the first time I can ever remember something like that happening. 
I'm not saying it hasn't happened anywhere else. I just haven't seen it. And uh, I thought that was kind of nice at the crowd. And uh, anyway, this is a really good final. Easily the best match in the show. I think this is the match that will translate best on tape. And uh, yeah, a really enjoyable main event. So for my recommendation as a whole, uh, like going forward, if you live within like an hour of Boot, New Jersey, I would say check out Wrestling is Respect. The next show is on September 28th or 29th. Whichever one of those is a Sunday, that's the next show. And uh, I will be planning on going. I've gone to two of the three Wrestling is Respect shows, shows, ah, Respect shows so far, and I've enjoyed both both of those experiences. The tickets are only 10 bucks for general admission, 15 for first row. It's a really good deal. And uh, I... I encourage people to check this promotion out. Uh, as for getting the show uh, on tape, uh, SmartMark charges $5 for the MP4s of wrestling shows. And I uh, I think that's a fair price for this show, especially. I think that's... I mean, some of these wrestling is respect shows just sound awful, and it's not like it's not worth going to them at all. But uh, I enjoyed this one. I think for 5 bucks, it's worth your time. Uh, O'Rourke, Green Ant, Gulak, Akuma... Like when those guys are wrestling multiple matches on a show, it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty solid show. Like, there's no denying the crowd heat is absolutely awful. Uh, the crowds are usually mostly made up of kids and Chikara fans, and like the Chikara fans respond to some stuff, and the kids respond to some stuff, but there's no real emotional investment to what's going on. So you know, it's not like this is not a hot promotion taking New Jersey by storm, but uh, it's a it's a it's an okay show. I think for five dollars, it's worth checking out. Uh, and, uh, a couple other notes: there was between forty and fifty people at the show. I know someone in the promotion reported to somebody that it was ninety. I'm not saying that ninety tickets weren't sold, but I am saying ninety people were not there. It was definitely closer to forty or fifty. And uh, another thing I need to note: Gavin Loudspeaker is so incredibly awesome. At being the MC for this uh, for this show, he does so much to keep the crowd invested and keep the crowd entertained and just make sure they don't die. And it'd be very easy for this crowd to just die in the show. And I really think he does not get the credit he deserves uh, as an entertainer, as a huge part, or as he was a huge part of Kara, and he's going to be a huge part of wrestling is going forward. So, kudos to him for being an awesome MC. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you for listening to the worst wrestling podcast in the world. Uh, as you know, I'm TJ Hawk. I write for 401mania.com. I'm the editor and owner of freeprowrestling.com. I'd like to th- thank Free Admission FR for hosting this podcast. Check them out on Twitter at, free, at FreeAdmissionFR, on Facebook, on YouTube. Subscribe to them on iTunes. Bye!